0: Welcome to Sleep With Me. Good evening. This is the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. The way it works is you get in bed, you turn out the lights, and you press play. This is a podcast to help people that are up at night tossing and turning and can't fall asleep. It's like a bedtime story for grown-ups. Stories here to create a place where you can forget about what's troubling you or at night, whatever whatever adult stuff's on your mind. We're going to distract you from that. But as the story goes on, it's going to get a little bit more and more boring. And slowly, you're going to stop caring and drift off into sleep. That's the goal. And that's it. To help you drift off into dreamland. So if it's your first time here, just give it a try. See what you think. It takes a little bit of buy-in to relax and listen to my voice. and uh, Sometimes I wonder for first-time listeners and, and, uh, anybody that has a comment, feedback at com is, well, the pod- I know the podcast is a little weird and silly, but I don't know, is the opening too serious? You think people are like, who the hell is this guy? Is he some sort of like, uh, does he wear a robe? Well, while- do I sound too new agey guru Guruy? guru Go- 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 I do don't know, that's a tough word to pronounce, uh. But do do I, when, the, when I open the podcast? I mean, I want to make people feel safe. Those of you regular listeners, I'd love to hear any advice on what do you think of my opening? Don't be afraid to hurt my feelings. And, you know, I'm just curious. So, And if this is your first time listening, now, at this point, you probably know, well, no, this guy's just uh, suffering from some sort of unique mental illness, which is correct. So that's the podcast. It's here to help you fall asleep. You can find us on the web at www.sleepwithmepodcast.com Show notes for this episode will be at www.sleepwithmepodcast.com slash 85 85th episode I think this is episode 85 And if you have feedback you want to tell me anything it's feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com And if you have time and you can review and rate us on iTunes I know I've been asking a little bit here or on Stitcher uh, that'd be great and if you do and I know, believe me, I finally got around to reviewing Welcome to Night Vale. And the next podcast I'm going to be putting a review on iTunes for is another one I regularly listen to. It's for it's a podcast for screenwriters or people interested in screenwriting. It's called Script Notes. features uh, John August and Craig Mazin. John August uh, is a screenwriter that uh, he's written movies like Big Fish, Go, Frank and Weenie. And Craig Mazin wrote Identity Thief, Hangover 2 and 3, and a bunch of other great movies. They're great guys, and they just talk about movies and screenwriting stuff. So if you're a writer, or interested in writing, or you just love movies, check it out on iTunes or wherever you consume your podcasts. And, yeah, I'll be going and reviewing that. I think I'll call myself Darth Maul 69 or something stupid. No, I won't. Yeah, but if you review us and rate us on iTunes, and I forgot to mention what I've been asking is that Email me and let me know you did so I can give you a little uh, bonus material. Okay? And if you're in the international showdown countries, you know, you got your work cut out for you. Singapore, Ireland, Japan, Sweden, Korea. Get on it, man. Actually, the uh, I'm recording this on Sunday. Sunday's episode's not out, so I'm kind of just pumping up something that hasn't even been released yet. But, yeah, go ahead and get that international uh, we're looking for one new listener in your country, a loyal listener. I'd rather have one listener that this podcast actually helps sleep, that listens regularly, than a thousand, you know, people that listen once. So that's the kind of people I'm looking for—people just like you, which are, ironically enough, is that ironic? Probably not. But you know, I'm, I'm like you. I've got one of those brains that blah blah blah, you know, keeps poking me at night. Or it pokes me during the day, too. Lately, I've been acting crazy all the time. Like, Come on, man. Let me live my life here. Okay, per, per, let's, okay, this is in my therapy session here. All right, we'll see what we keep of that and what we delete. But that's it. Welcome to Sleep With Me Podcast. And I hope i help you sleep tonight. All right, folks. We're back with another trending Twitter Tuesday. And I'm about to check the uh, my iPad. I'm going to reach over because I don't even know what it. It's Sunday, May is it 16th or something? Let's see. May 18th? Whoa, two days. I'm missing two days there. Oh dear. So it's May 18th. It's about uh, 1148 to 1152, depending on how long it takes me to open my iPad and take a picture and get on Twitter. But Pacific Daylight Time, and I'm confused. I'm not good with time zones, just like pronunciations. So like midnight, 12 a.m., uh, GMT, Greenwich Mean Time, is around five, 4 or 5 o'clock Pacific Daylight Time or something. Whoa, uh, my mind's getting mixed up already. D- no, I do actually have dyslexia, in case anybody's wondering. Real dyslexia, not like, oh, man, I got dyslexia totally. Like, so I get confused about those things. We, we get into it when a, for an episode where I'm going to cover my personal woes try to compartmentalize it so all right so i'm gonna t- check twitter and i'll be back with a story for you all right hold on one minute i'll be right back hey this is just an add-in i think i forgot to mention that this is trending tuesday twitters this episode where i take stuff trending on twitter and I make it into a story so just in case i forgot to say that i'm adding this in at the last minute enjoy right, I'm back, and I know... This one's good news. Well, I don't know. It might not be good news. Holy mackerel. Okay. This one, I actually know. One, two... Three... I don't know why that's trending, but I know the word. No. Four, five... Holy mackerel. That's like a... Landmine. Six I know. Seven, I don't know. Eight I know. Nine, I don't know. So that's one, two, three, four, five. Five I know. One I have no like I said, I don't check what's why stuff is trending, but there's something crazy on here. Man. Well, whatever. It's not what am I doing? I'm not I'm here to tell a story, not to analyze tweets. What I look like, uh Phineas P. Tweebottom. Wait a second. This story's starting before... Okay, yeah, let's do this. Phineas P. Tweetbottom here. Alright, so this this is this is a story about this guy, Phineas P. Tweetbottom. And that's his actual... Um, right away, you might be thinking, is this a real name or not? Because depending on how much I added it, you might think, oh, it sounds like a made-up name. It is a made-up name. Phineas P. Tweetbottom. And it's not James Franco. But it is an artistic name of this artist, artiste, Phineas P. Tweetbottom. But the world only knows him as he's been only famous. Well, he's not famous yet. He picked out his name before he became famous. Because, he, you know, that's a, that's a trend he noticed in the uh, world at large that cool names. Like Pharrell, is that Pharrell's real name? That's a pretty sweet name, real or fake. I don't even know. Now listen to the interview with Pharrell. I really I like the cut of that dude's jib. And uh, Phineas P. Tweet bottom. Well, then you wonder, do you like the name? Because I mean, Pharrell's worked his way up. He's helped a lot of people, written a lot of music, or produced it, or whatever. And he comes across well in interviews, like a nice guy, interesting guy. And he wrote a song about being happy. So do I like his name because I was already predisposed to like him, or if Phineas P. Tweet Bottom, I hear that I'm like and this is just this is a story I heard that about this guy. So he's gonna Phineas P. Tweet Bottom was was someone looking to be, break big. He was came up with this name and I I think his goal was world fame. Like he wanted to be a so social media star, I guess. I don't know. Well, so let me back up and start with... So Phineas P. Tweedbottom, the first time I heard about him was before his attempted ascension into fame, which was he was uh, doing this art installation in uh, San Francisco. He lives in the Bay Area like I do. And he did this art installation. It was kind of like trying to be highbrow. Or I don't know what, what his attempt was. It was called, like, Fetus 5 SOS Memories Before Fake Fans. And it was, like, a like a social media art exhibit, kind of, like, meets New Vaudeville Vaudevillian. So he'd hired this uh, great circus from Seattle. I can't remember the name of it. But they had this one thing where they have all these... uh this is not. It's not offensive because, I mean, it is offensive to some people. Let's let's not beat around and a little gross, but it's also fake. Is they had these like, this mad scientist part where he had these dancing fetuses in jars. So Phineas K. Tweetbot him hired that guy, and then he like made up Twitter handles for each of the fake fetuses and jars. Remember, they're fake. Okay, so this is not not real they were puppets but you know finnish Kate who was pretending they were real and they made up a Twitter handle for each of them I think there's five of them one was like at candy cane one was like Tesla's coil another one was like uh, Lord fancy pants and I don't know, the other two were really, I can't even, then we're getting defensive territory. The other two names, I can't, I'm can't. i not comfortable saying. I don't know, the show went on for a few weekends, and what he would do is, like, he would be out there with his Barker's uniform, like, pretend he was a carnival Barker, and he was telling the stories, and, like, trying to see who was going to get the most Twitter followers, and then he was, like, doing tweets as as the different, different babies, and stuff this show didn't end well all right people showed up that they i think the most one that got followers was like the lord fancy pants or no candy cane because he spelled it c-a-n-d-y-c-a-i-n because candy cane was already taken and that's like was an adult film star so i think a lot of the tweets he or followers that 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 it was like a, a spillover because spelling problems. Or maybe, so whatever. The show did not get Phineas K-Tweetbottom what he wanted. And he ended up spending a little bit of his money that he didn't have. He put it on his credit cards to rent this facility. He, the band from, or the uh, circus from Seattle he brought in, he said it was this cross-promotional opportunity and they wasn't going to pay them. Now, luckily, they were popular. They they had, had other gigs booked, but still, like, he was pretty much a like blacklisted in the new vaudevillian community because he doesn't keep his word. And but he was kind of like you know, F.U. Seattle Sounders. That's the soccer team. That's not a circus, but I can't remember the name of the circus. So, and they they were like you know, what in the name of. Fatty Arbuckle, who do you think you are? And he's like, are well, you know, they got a, it. It didn't end well, so Phineas K. Tweetbottom was a little bit down, but he was working as a, his next move. And Phineas K. Tweetbottom, he wasn't exactly the uh, most—he wasn't always the creative guy, but he was crafty. So his next idea was like, there's this race in San Francisco. It's called the Beta Breakers Race, and I think it's like a 5K or a 10K. But in the past, it's been, like, this fun race where everybody gets dressed up and has... In the past, there was a lot of floats. Like, people be running with a themed float, like, people-powered float, or they'd just be running in a group with a theme, like My Little Pony. And then probably now there's, like, the Baronies or something. I don't know. But a very party atmosphere. A lot Before, there was a lot of more... It was a lot more partying, and they have tried to clamp down on that, the authorities. It's still like a celebratory event where people run, they drink, they have fun, dress up, be silly. You know, return to your childhood roots. So Phineas K. Tweetbottom's like, all right, this is my time to shine. Now, retrospect here, if I was Phineas K. Tweetbottom's advisor, I'm like, well... This maybe not as the time for you to shine, because kind of beta breakers is a kind of everyone's the star feel. Everyone wants to feel like they're a little bit the star of the show, or at least a player in the show. If it's a street theater, probably not the best time to try to focus on yourself. But Phineas K. He's got his own ideas. So he, but he, he's also like I said, crafty. So he gets someone to sponsor him. He, he pitches. He starts pitching best. Um, he starts pitching countries that kind of have. Uh, Need an image makeover. Their tourism boards are looking to up their their tourism, like to remake their image. And he kind of he's a hip guy. I mean if Phineas K. Tweetbottom walks in a room you feel, or at least me when I've been in a room with him I feel inferior because he's kind of better dressed than me. He's a, he's handsome but he also has like the his. I mean I, I have terrible hair. I mean I have fur according to geneticists and my dad is that I don't even have human hair, I have fur on my head and it's probably true, I don't know I mean when your dad tells you that and you put one and one together it's not the greatest, but so not about me, it's about Phineas K. Tweetbottom he has great hair and great dressing ability facial hair, when he has it looks cool, glasses smooth looking dude I wouldn't say he's a hipster, because he's, like, ahead of ahead of that curve. I don't even think he... You know, you wonder about people like Phineas K. him that are very stylish and can go from style to style. You can go from, like, um, dapper to another style that I can't think of, suave. Like, say he had a date with a supermodel. He would... I don't know. He might show up dapper, he might show up suave. You don't know. But like it's like how do is he a, so it's like does he spend a lot of time thinking about it, or is it just natural? But but anyway, what are we where were we at? So Phineas K. Tweetbottom's like Babe Breakers is coming up. He's like, All right, this is this is it. And I hate to say building a brand two two weeks in a row, but Phineas K. Tweetbottom is definitely looking to he might not be in his mind looking to build a brand, but he is. So he's pitching these different uh Countries that are trying to up their game, like the country Vamp- Transylvania, not not on the, like there is a small portion of tourists that want to go to Transylvania, but they're looking, you know, they're like, oh, what about, you know, we want to get more than just the people there for the occult or the vampire side, and and whatever you pitch Transylvania, they're like no, and. Other I wonder if some other countries that need an image makeover, and then Transylvania, I don't know, like some of the countries that supervillains come from. Did does that guy with the Iron Mask? Who was that, Doctor Doom? Whatever country he came from, I think it was like Moldovaria, Moldova. I don't know countries like that. You know, they're like, and then he pitches a country that yeah, it it still needs a little bit of a makeover. South Africa. And, you know, it's apartheid. It's still the pain from apartheid probably still runs deep for a lot of people. So, but they've been making strides and the passing of Nelson Mandela. People have a lot of sentiment and there's probably like a lot of people that want to go see and follow, you know, the story of Nelson Mandela the tourism board, people pegged with tourism at South Africa, are looking to be, get those tourists, but they're also looking to broaden their scope and say, you know, we got a lot more going on in South Africa, you know, if, to to enhance it. Or maybe you want to spend a week just, you know, lounging. Why not why not come to South Africa? And whatever the combination is, Phoenix K Tweetbottom Bottom and, and South African Tourist Board, they hit it off. And he's like, I will you know just pay me this token amount, which was the amount he owed on his credit card, for renting the the loft where he had his um, the fetus thing. I don't even know what it's called. Tweet tweetmyfetus.com or whatever he had called it. 50k followers or fake or whatever. You know, he's an artist. I'm not. I mean, I'm not an artiste. So he pitches them, and and he's like they're like, well, we need more details. He's like, no, you 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 know, I, I'm you know, I know what I'm doing here. I'm a viral marketing specialist and social media maven. As soon as you call yourself that, I don't even know if Phineas K. was doing that on purpose. I, I, don't know. I can't get into Phineas K. rack on tour. He, he calls himself a rack on tour. Like when you call yourself those things, does it eliminate you from being it or not? I don't know. Who am I to judge? Right? He's way cooler than me, but he pitches them and they say, all right, all right you know, we'll pay you this token sum. Six grand, which wow, that's a lot to me. That'd be a lot of money. But Phineas K, I don't think he thinks in dollars and cents. Boom, they sponsor him. He runs the uh, he gets ready to run this beta breakers race. And he's telling all his friends the night before that he's gonna be running through it. And he's just gonna be shouting, you know, South Africa is the best country in the world. South Africa is the best country in the world. Come visit. And they're like, really, Phineas? You don't have any, like, you're not going to dress up in something ironic or unexpected or at least be naked. And he's like, man, I, uh, I was pitching it before because I was pitching so many countries. He's like, I didn't know. He's like, what to, I don't have any ideas. And now the race is tomorrow and I don't know what to do. And... Someone said, you know, maybe you should just give the money back to the South African Tourism Board because this is just wrong. And like, do you even believe that South Africa is the best country in the world? He's like, Well I haven't visited, but he's like, Yeah, there seems like a lot of great stuff to visit reasons to visit they're telling me about all their sites and historical sites and UNESCO World Heritage Places and Vacation Vacation type stuff and So yeah. He's like, I think there is a lot to do there. Maybe the best country in the world? You know, that's a gray zone. I mean, like, should any of us be speaking in that? We're like, man, Phineas, you know, we re- we rely on you for, uh... Like, Phineas, you're losing your viral edge. And he's like, yeah, know. he's like, it's just like such a... He's like, it's fraught with peril, all this. And he's like, I was thinking about running the race in reverse or making a political statement. I don't know what to do. Like, I was going to be a roving DJ, but too many people do that. And somebody's like, well, maybe you should either give the money back if you can't come up with an original idea by tomorrow morning. Phineas is down, and then he he's at this bar that he hangs out at, and he just goes in the bathroom to be alone. He's laying his head against a wall, peeing, feeling like garbage. And he's like, oh wait a second. Goes, that's one thing about the Beta Breakers race. He's like, that's going to the bathroom is the worst because you know you either if you, especially if you're drinking, you're gonna go to the bathroom a lot. And there's not a lot of spots to go to the bathroom. Porta potties are all backed up. So he calls the South African consulate and he says, you know, give me the Mister Tourism. I need a you know, I need more money. I came up with this better idea. So he gets a hold of them. They wire him the money or something. He call, He makes a bunch of calls. Calls in every connection he's got. The next morning, Beta Breakers comes. And Phineas has got, like, this TV crew. And he's got this giant truck, flatbed truck. Somehow he got permits for all this. Believe me, I don't know how many palms he had to grease. But this giant platform truck with about 36 luxury, those luxury porta-potties. I guess there's, like two or three sheds of 16, 16, 32, something, I don't know, eight and eight, nine and nine, something. And it election, and it's got these porta-potties, air conditioned, cold water, clean. He's got a cleaning crew in there and flowers in the bathroom. All, all, all nine yards, and it's, it's going to slowly drive through the route. And Finney's got these flyers for visiting South Africa and if you get a flyer, it has it's like a necklace flyer, which also permits you. It says bathroom pass. So then that he just like runs through the thing, finds like hip attractive people, or interesting people, or people in wacky costumes. He's like, you know, if you want to use a bathroom or at any point, this truck's gonna be going through the route slow. We got water, we got sports drinks, coconut water, everything you want, you know. Power gels, all that stuff. Yeah, and, you know, I can't serve alcohol because, you know, we're, but so all you guys say is South Africa is the best country in the world on the tape and tweet it. And I'll give you a link for your video. And he compiles all this video, goes to the race, gets all this footage of really great people saying, hey, South Africa is the best country in the world. I'm visiting. He finds actually, I don't know what rule that is, Pareto's rule or whatever. I don't think it's that one. That's the 80-20 rule maybe. But I think like anything you do, there's probably some kind of rule. I've never heard of it, but that five five percent of the people you go and interview a hundred people, five of those people probably visited South Africa. Might be more. But you know, so he finds people that are like listening all these unknown tips. It happens to be Rick Steves is running the race. He gets an interview with Rick Steves. You know, just just stuff like that. This thing does go viral. And then Phineas K is like, boom, shoots up. This, I, don't, I don't know how many, if this was last year or the year before, or this was when I was in my concussion. But it, recently it happened. And so then Phineas Kay, he, he, he's a consultant now, and he's getting all these places are hiring him to help start up their social media campaigns. And, and, and Phineas is hiring people. So, yeah, but Phineas is at the top of the game. Phineas is like the social media guru. He's on the Today Show, setting up Matt Lauer's Twitter feed or teaching uh, somebody else on a morning show. Charlie Rose, is he on one of the morning shows? Charlie Gibson? One of the, There's a Charlie on a morning show, right? Or maybe more than one. And he's teaching them, you know, how to use Twitter or... Vine or, or anything. He's just a social media guru. But Phineas is not finding this fulfilling. He's kind of feeling empty. He's making money, but that's not really important to him. He's got this company, and he has kind of other people managing it, so it's being really well run. But Phineas knows that, yeah, there's some stuff you can do in social media to to help a brand, and people are learning more every day about campaigning and marketing but he's like you know a lot of it's just it's a dog and pony show and he just feels empty and unfulfilled and you know what it's time for a break hey man is that milk music hey man i asked you is that milk music hey is that milk music i got my headphones on dude what says that milk music man yeah, it is milk music. But, I'm like, yeah, why? What do you want to know? Why do they call it milk music, anyway? Milk music, man. Like, I can milk this music for all it's worth. But I'm I'm doing that, so can you just leave me alone? Yeah, but, like, milk it like a cow? Like, you have to, it doesn't make sense to me. It's like milk music, man. I'm the milk... Hmm... got a point, but I'll tell you what. Even though I don't understand why, it's still awesome. I milk my music for all it's worth. I milk music. Yeah. Put my headphones back on so don't talk to me. But Wow, so that guy's got milk music and I don't. Even though I'm not sure what it is, I'm jealous. If I I only knew and had milk music, I'd feel a lot better. And if I could have thought of something better to explain it, I would have, like, milk music, but I can't. Man, I wish I had milk music. Bummer that I don't. All right, so we're back with our regular story after that strange commercial. And we got Phineas K. Tweetbottom. He's down. He's even thinking about changing his name, his Twitter handle, at Tweetbottom. And he's spending a lot of time in his office now that he's, you know, getting this business and getting stuff, he's got to do a lot of time in his office. And he's like, well, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing in here. And then he starts going through, like, these boxes that he brought in his office to kind of portray an image that was actually true when he had like uh, some Star Wars stuff and some Godzilla stuff. And he remembered he had heard that, uh, you know, there was a Godzilla movie coming up. And he was like, man, I remember that he had been writing this screenplay that, uh, well, he had heard about this other guy at a bar, um, was talking about it. it was a podcast idea and this screenplay idea. And Phineas K is like, Man, I remember I was thinking about taking that idea for myself, and he's like, It's a fan fiction idea, I can just, I, can- I got rights to it, I don't care. That guy can't patent it, even though it's his idea. And it was called uh, God's, President w- w- Will Smith vs. Godzilla. And it was a story of, like, Will Smith was president and Godzilla attacks. So kind of a Godzilla movie, but with Will Smith as president. And Phineas Cage just thinking, man, I wonder if I could work Star Wars into this and figure out a way to, like, speed it to market. Like, how could I viralize the uh, this thing, so then he then he's like, Well, maybe the guy that originally had the idea, I'll hire him. So he calls up this uh, this podcasting clown who this is how I heard about the story. One of the guys that works on the podcast, <laughs> one of the guys, uh, yeah. So he calls him up and uh, he says, Yeah, hey, remember you telling me pitching me on that idea, President Will Smith versus Godzilla? And the guy's like, Yeah, 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 because, yeah, so it's like. Will Smith's been elected president. He's like 20 years in the future or something. And right, this old movie opens with uh, Los Angeles is in ruin. And President Will Smith is uh, in the bunker. And Godzilla's taking it over. He's headed towards this, like, nuclear containment facility or a nuclear power plant. And Russia and China are threatening to nuke America to just stop Godzilla in its wake. And... We have these new tactical, like fission nuclear bombs. So he's like, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna have to. And he, President Will Smith, has to nuke Los Angeles to stop Godzilla, and then he does. But then there's all sorts of other fallout. There's like this Godzilla, like Godzilla isn't killed or he is. So that's how that's how it opens. Then finished kid tweet, bombs I'm like, all right, well I got some. Ideas. He goes, I got some ideas. Let me pitch you on this. He goes, okay. So what happens? So, President, so then Godzilla makes some kind of comeback, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, what if, is there a way we get Godzilla and launch him into space? Oh, well, why would the movie's more about President Will Smith versus Godzilla than, than you know, we got a key on Will Smith. So I got like, this cult invades the White House. Will Smith's daughter's in a uh, SWAT team, or a uh, you know, she's just back from some war. She's a hardened military veteran. She saves us. No, 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 no. And we gotta get Star Wars in this. Star Wars. President Will Smith versus Godzilla. Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Listen. All right, you're fired. But I'll I'll, I'll pay you three hundred bucks for that idea. Sold. Okay. So now I can control the idea. Finish K tweet bottom. And then what I'm gonna do is um. Yeah, we we'll launch Godzilla into space. Why, didn't, why don't they ever do that? Maybe they have. And we launch him into space. And somehow maybe he bridges the long time ago and galaxy far, far away he goes through some black hole. And we're at Star Wars. What? How did the Star Wars episodes go? Episode 6. So Star Wars Episode 7. And the Empire discovers him, or what's left of the remnants of the Empire. And, yeah, this is like 20 years after original Star Wars. Leia's the uh, empress of the galaxy, or, well, she can't be the empress. Like, a president of the galaxy. Maybe she's not even president. She's former president of the galaxy. Luke's restored the Jedi Order. And what else? You know, Han Solo is uh, down. You know, he's probably going through some depression, post-adventure depression. Their kids are are living normal lives. Their kids aren't involved. With Godzilla lance in the hands of the... Somehow, some, some up-and-coming warlord um, finds this guy and finds Godzilla and takes him back to they, they have a space platform. And they figure out how to... Somehow Godzilla survived. And they figure out how to... I guess maybe in space Godzilla can survive, but he can't attack because it's weightless, and he needs his mass. And they use Godzilla like this new Death Star. So then for this kid's sweep on him, he's like, boom. And he uh, he already had a deal with, like, a Starbucks. He's so hip that he writes in the Starbucks, but they actually pay him to write there. Now, they only pay him in free coffee and, and snacks and then uh, a minimum minimum wage. But still, you're earning money while you're making money. So he's writing in there, and he'd be like, all of a sudden, be like, and he'd be like, okay, yeah, yeah, I need some need some new droids. So we can't just keep reusing. I mean, we can have C3PO and R2, but he's like, we need new droids. RT14 here, reporting. And then he was like, okay, so I got a droid, RT14, who's going to be a sidekick. Let's see, RT- RT14, ready to retweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good joke, but they wouldn't get it in the movie. Uh, RT-14, who else we got? Uh, UKIP reporting. UKIP reporting. I am what well, can't be a protocol droid. Right? What am I going to have him do? It's a party droid. Like, RT-14 is just a navigational droid or whatever R2 was. UKIP. UKIP is a companionship droid. Expert relationship droid. Oh, UKIP reporting. I'm a uh, relationship expert droid and uh, human health droid. Yeah, like oh, that'd be a hilarious, man. Like it's like a UKIP. It's supposed to be a a therapist droid it helps people, but all it does is muck them up. And it's not really. It's not there yet because it's like a technology to say, oh, yeah. So yeah, then they, but where so the droids hang out and. What am I going to do about this? So, boom. Next thing you know, Phineas K. Tweetbottom has launched into this the world of writing. And I might have mentioned Script Notes, the podcast about screenwriting and stuff interesting to screenwriters, I think it was. Phineas K. Tweetbottom, he's going down the rabbit hole, and it's not what you expect. Breaking these stories is hard. And then you're trying to break fan fiction, he's doing a double fan fiction. She doesn't have the rights to, but Phineas K is like, all right, well, I'm gonna pre, pre, I'm gonna jump the gun. He's like, he calls up some animators and he's like, can you work on this for me? We're gonna make it like an animated movie. He's like, originally I was gonna call President. He's like, I think it'll be like a five act movie. People are like, what? What's a, what's a five act? I don't even know what an act is. He's like, well, yeah, it's gonna be President Will Smith versus Godzilla. And then President Will Smith saves everybody by launching Godzilla into space. And they're like, well, are you sure? Because that sounds pretty cool. Like President why is President? why is it even titled President Will Smith vs. Godzilla? Like that already has my attention. Like there's gotta be a payoff, right? Well yeah, the payoffs, Godzilla. Will Smith saves the United States by No, that doesn't ring true. What else you got? Well, Will Smith nukes Los Angeles at the beginning of the movie. Whoa. That's crazy, man, because he's from Los Angeles. Yeah, and I think it—I think the guy that came up with that idea said, like, unfortunately, his wife and his son were in Los Angeles, and he still had to nuke it. So that's like the ramifications throughout the movies. Dealing. Wow, that's crazy. So then there's some other payoff, though, right? Like Will Smith fights Godzilla or something. Who I'd, I'd have to call that guy. I, 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 yeah, but no, that in another movie maybe, but this one. He launches Godzilla into space. Yeah. And, and then Star Wars. Whoa, did you just say Star Wars? Yeah, then Star Wars. So, like, so they use Godzilla as like a Death Star. And like he first planet, he destroys his Ewok planet. Whoa, Godzilla's fighting Ewoks? You got me, man. I'll animate that tonight. And then Phineas K. Tweetbottom's on that. He's got Godzilla landing on planets. He's melting Hoth, crushing Ewoks. He goes to that... Chewbacca planet and they can't like there used to be stuff being shot out out of outer space or like at at Walker but Godzilla's got no apparent I haven't seen the Godzilla movie I will be seeing it but he uh, doesn't have any apparent um things and in some sort of irony Princess Leia and Phineas K. Wheatbottom's movie has to create a Death star and because I guess at some planet they end up landing. It's got like higher gravity, and the Empire's struggling. The fledgling Empire, whatever you want to call it, I don't know what they're going to call it, but they're struggling to get Godzilla off this planet because his mass has kind of created this thing where they can't just tractor beam him off anymore. And you know the propellants. So so the Empire's the, the Empire gives the bad guys give Leia some time, and her solution is, well I gotta build a a uh, a planet destroyer and what the next planet in secret and the next planet uh, Godzilla lands on gonna have to destroy it. And then some of the anime are like, oh, wow. Like, that's kind of like Will Smith in some sense. So it's kind of can go for it. But so this is whole finish K-Tweet bottom. We don't need to analyze the whole plot of his movie. Though, I mean, the more I think about it, the more <laughs> I wonder what's going to happen. But so the the reason that I'm telling this whole story is because Yesterday, like, Cannes, 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 the French Film Festival, 2014 Cannes, Cannes, 2014. Phineas K. Tweetbottom premiered this movie, and it was called uh, Will Smith vs. Godzilla vs. Star Wars. And it it was, like, kind of, like, tongue-in-cheek. He had, like, an underground launch. And he had this 3D printer where you could design, like, well, I think he had, like, six 3D printers where you could print your, like, combo. You could create, like, a combo Star Wars Godzilla toy. And, you know, Will Smith was there. And then Will Smith actually showed up, not to not to the premiere, but, like, he showed up at the party, either before or after the movie, because the thing was that, Phineas K. Tweetbottom still has not shown the movie yet. And like Khan, the actual Khan is a, a buzz. But the thing is that somehow Phineas K. Tweetbottom has managed to make this not a social media thing. Like he's keeping this, he's swearing everyone to non-social media or to social media secrecy. And I got I just have this feeling I had to tell the story because I'm like. So Phineas K. Treebottom is kind of going against, like something's about to blow up like mad crazy because if he's keeping a lid on this, he's got to have something going. But, yeah, I don't even know what it is. So he's premiering this movie, but no one knows when it is or where it is. He keeps having these parties for the movie. He tried to get Harrison Ford to show up, but Harrison Ford was like, no way, bro. And, uh, I don't know who else from Star Wars is at con, because, you know, I am I mean, it'd be interesting. You always hear about that con. I would like to probably stay on a yacht. I mean, if I was going, well, maybe not, though, because then what if you're not? Well, yeah, maybe, then you'd be stuck on the yacht. I don't know. Um, you know, Jennifer Hudson, if you're listening. <laughs> no. uh. We'll go back and delete that. Um, any any, you know, female stars that are listening, if you want to invite me, probably wouldn't be the best idea. <laughs> okay, so back to Phineas K. bottom. So we're, what I was, I was waiting for is this big break in the last 24 hours. And then the guy that had written the original part told me that Phineas K. Tweetbottom announced his retirement, but it was a social media secrecy and that the movie would never be released. And people were like, now it's like everyone wants to see it. Like, I guess, Harvey Weinstein was like, I'll buy the movie sight unseen for this much, which wasn't a whole lot of money down, but he's like, I'll, I'll offer you this on the back end, which is unheard of for someone without a track record, like Phineas K. him, and especially for a movie that really can't be released because there's so many copyrights involved. And this was more of a fair use type situation because I was just retelling retelling of stories. But, you know, Phineas Kitch, we a made an a made-animated movie. And I don't know if... I mean, Will Smith probably is trademarked. I mean, he's big enough star that his image and likeness as a star, not as a human being, might be trademarked. Godzilla is definitely trademarked. Star Wars trademarked. Droids in some sense may be trademarked, especially if you're trying to do it. But, but whatever, I'm not I don't know. I guess part of me wants to judge Phineas K. Tweetbottom. Part of me is jealous of him. But so he retired and now he's he, he's hired to uh, I don't know. I, I guess he was hired by Netflix and Amazon. I got this bidding war over him to write a series for them about the making of it. And I don't know who's going to win out, but Phineas K. Tweetbottom's going to like kind of make like the Phineas K. Tweetbottom story like a, a TV show. And probably gonna sue me. This podcast probably won't be up for very long because he doesn't want this info out. He's not big enough where he could trademark himself yet. But by the time he signs that deal, he'll have paid a lawyer ten percent of the deal, and then he can stick that lawyer on me. And I, you know, he could probably sense that I have this jealousy. Probably afraid of him. I'm intimidated, so he's gonna seize on that and crush me. But you know, maybe I'll bounce back. Maybe I won't. But no, no, that's a, that's a story I heard uh, about this Phineas k Tweetbottom guy. His real name is uh, well, no, I don't want to out his real name. It's not my business to out it. Sorry, but yeah, that's like a story I heard. It's like that's definitely a boring story, I guess. Now that I'm looking back at it, but interesting too that you got this guy. He just keeps trying. And, I mean, I guess even though I have this squirrely feeling inside when I think about people that are as cool, as finished cage, people might look at me and say, um, well, this is a little bit to cover at the end here. Maybe I already covered this in a podcast, and it's going to have some vulgarity. So if you're offended by vulgarity, it's only going to be a minute or two, and then the podcast is going to end. But, you know, a lot of you guys might be like me. If you don't sleep, you might have other quirks. And one of them is like this thing and I didn't kind of come up with this term my brother's wife Julie explained it to me and I was like wow it's called shy asshole confusion and I don't know where she heard it if she made it up or not but it's like you know sometimes people that are shy and quiet and introverted are confused to just be total a-holes that like they think they're better than better than you but really they're just shy and afraid of you and I've been the sufferer of this like a lot of people have thought I'm a total asshole and they've told me once we become friends, man, I always thought you were a jerk because you were always walking around like you were so great and, and you know, never never gave me the time of day and all that. And I was like, oh, no, no, man, like, I'm scared of people, to be honest with you. I'm really quiet. And I have probably a mean look on my face because I'm afraid. I'm, I'm, I'm just introverted. I don't even know what to say. I'm not good at small talk. So it is, it's like kind of shocking when you realize, wow, like, I'm just af- here afraid. And afraid to talk to people, but but you know you're probably putting out this protective vibration to protect yourself, or I, I guess I am. I'm seeing you, but it's really me. And the other person is interpreting it because maybe they're afraid and shy too. They're like, "Wow, that guy is a threat. He is a total asshole, egomaniac." When that's not really the case, you're just like, "Oh, I don't even know what to say. I'm not going to talk to you, or even maybe not even acknowledge you, but not because of." how I feel about you because I'm afraid and terrified. And so that's called shy-asshole confusion. Like, they're confusing you for an asshole when you're really just shy. And it could be the other way around. I don't know if there's any assholes that are <laughs> listening that aren't shy, but it's like, oh, I didn't I didn't realize what an asshole you were because I thought you were shy. <laughs> no, I was judging you the whole time. I, I, I know you're worthless and I was just ignoring you Not because I was shy. <laughs> Huh, I never thought about it that way. But that's thank you to my sister-in-law, Julie, for clarifying that. It happened to me more than once. If it's happened to you, hey, let's talk about it. Feedback at com if you're awake. And get some sleep. I mean, maybe Ph- Phineas K. Tweep on the inside is just as scared as the rest of us. He's just covering it up with his style. Maybe he doesn't even know he's scared. Maybe that's why I'm feeling so squirrely and upset because I really am inside. Uh, feeling a little nervous. It might be something else going on, but it might just be this image of this guy who's cool, who's doing stuff that's really different. And and, and I'll give Phineas K. Tweetbottom props. Like, it takes bravery. He rented out this thing that he didn't have the money for, and he had these fetus puppets. I could have never done any of that. I can barely get this podcast done. It takes, you know, I'm afraid even doing this podcast of being humiliated or failing even though it can't really fail. I'm just doing it. But he did run out this whole thing, and then he started a uh, social media business. He he ran in a race and advertised, and I couldn't even run a porta-potty. I mean, I probably could, but not 36 porta-potties at the last minute. I can't get people to do anything. And then, not only did he write this piece of fan fiction but then he got it out there to a really wide audience and took all these risks. I mean, he could have got sued. What if Harrison Ford beat him up? Or what if he was arrested in Cannes? How do you even get to Cannes? I mean, that's got to be to be the most expensive time to go to France or the south of France. I think that's in. I mean, how do you pull that off? I'm always amazed. There was this guy. He was a cousin of a friend of mine. He was on the front end of this food truck business 10, 12 years ago. Food carts. And really hip guy. Not, not, he did not make me scared. He was just a really nice guy, Brian. I don't want to say the rest of his name. But he was on the front end of this food truck business. And he was, I remember, I fell out of touch with him, but he was telling people, oh, I'm going to, uh, you know, I started these carts and, uh, in San Francisco outside of bars, and I'm selling it." And now he's, I'm pretty sure he's a really successful entrepreneur, restaurateur, cause he, and he was on the front end of that business. And so I salute him. 'Cause I guess I didn't even realize he's kinda like Phineas K. Tweetbottom, but he wasn't scary. Or I mean maybe he's intimidating. Now maybe because he's successful. But that's my issue, not his. He didn't really have any asshole confusion, never came across as an asshole, but and maybe Phineas K. Tweetbottom's not either. So, I mean I guess I'm not, like if I'm getting to a point it's that there's not as much to worry about as people like me tend to worry about and maybe I need to put a little bit more of my fear aside and just let it flow away and just rest and say, you know when i in this womb called the earth or my bed maybe I am safe here, am I? yeah, right now I am safe there's no lions waiting for me maybe my thoughts I mean I don't need them right now I can just Lie back and relax and let that fear float away. Maybe I'll need that fear later, but not right now. So, calm down. It's a safe place for me to rest. Perfectly safe. I can be at peace now for a little while. I don't need to worry about being confused for an a-hole or being shy things are the way they're supposed to be right now. Thank you. Good night.